Hello, hello everybody and welcome. I'm your host, Ariane. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a psychosynthesis life coach. And you are currently listening to the 45th episode of the Neptunian Serenity podcast. In today's episode, we'll be doing a tarot reading, especially for the sign of Leo, Sun, Moon, Rising. And the theme of this reading will be chaos. So... Welcome, my beautiful Leos, and welcome to your monthly tarot reading here at Neptunian Serenity. If you, uh, welcome or welcome back, if you don't know how we do things over here um, on the podcast, every single month I do a series of tarot readings, right? 12 tarot readings, one for each zodiac sign, and every single month we have a new theme. So every single sign gets their monthly reading with the theme of the month. And how this works is that all of my readings are meant for Sun Moon Rising, so you can get up to three different readings if you want to listen to your other signs, which I encourage you to do, especially if you enjoy this. And um, every single month the theme is never something that is chosen at complete random or that is just kind of like popped out of nowhere. It's always something that has to do with the current zodiac season that we're in, right? Where the sun is. Um, and I want to clarify that although I picked the theme based on the zodiac season that we're in, here being uh, Aquarius season, these readings are timeless. So the messages in these readings will carry the energetical and astrological imprint of the moments that I'm recording them in forever. That's how it works. That's how all tarot readings online or other readings of the of the kind work. But at the but you can you may find them anytime and trust that whatever time or moment this reading finds you is when it's meant for you and when you're meant to hear it. All right, so I hope that clarifies it, but this reading is for Leo and is in honor of Aquarius season. And actually, as I am recording in two, two days, we have the full moon in Leo, which I'm excited about. And I'm curious to see what will come up because, you know, full moons shed a light on uh, the themes of the of the of the signs that they are in and i do have leo placements as well and the full moon will be touching those so i'm excited to see um and curious to see what that brings up for me and uh, maybe for you as well but anyway so what is a chaos reading because i do kind of mention that quickly and i know that's kind of an intriguing title am i going to just read the cards and roast you and tell you that you're chaotic no <laughs> um could there be fun in doing that maybe but i like going a bit deeper than that and um you know sometimes during the readings there's some stuff that comes through and it's a bit of a roast or it's a bit of a, a, a fun or it's a bit of a joke but for the most part we're really going in depth and so this reading is not going to be about how chaotic you are how not chaotic you are anything like this when we're talking about chaos here this is chaos with a capital c and we're talking about chaos as a divine force of the universe right so even scientifically speaking, the universe kind of functions through a balance of order and chaos. That is the, that chaos is what we're going to talk about. And mythologically speaking, you know, chaos in Greek mythology, for example, was the first ever deity or entity to um, exist before all of the other deities and, and titans and gods and all that kind of stuff. And even like on a theological point, which I don't usually talk about, but when I was looking this up, um, you know, chaos is often seen as the the state of the universe before any godly interve inter intervention. There you go. So that is the kind of chaos that we're going to talk about. 
Um, and we are talking about it in a very neutral way, okay? We are recognizing that it is a force of the universe that is a natural part of um, our human lives, but we're not going to regard it as inherently good or inherently bad. I know that like as human beings, we often fear chaos, we often fear change because we sometimes have associated that with pain in, in our past and it can be that but it's not just that okay so i don't want you to be scared of this reading um for the other signs up until now I've, we've gotten really interesting and diverse messages and none of them were like fear-mongering or you know crazy or anything like that but what we're going to explore is this idea of the divine energy of chaos how it shows up in your life how it shows up within you and how can you work with it instead of against it okay and what it may have what kind of advice what kind of, of advice and guidance it may have for you so we're really going to dialogue with this energy okay does that sound good i hope it does because we're going to get into it right now so keep listening Let's just get right into your reading, shall we? I hope you're as excited as I am for this. I'm really glad to have you here and to get your to read your cards. It's always an honor. We're actually starting this recording at it on the time. It is 22.22, 10 p.m. Um, so yay, magic number. I don't know if you've been seeing a series of 222s a lot. If so, take that as extra confirmation that this is for you. And I didn't even do it on purpose. I didn't even time it. This was genuinely like the moment where I was ready to start recording and I noticed that and I was like, oh, <laughs> so awesome. Um, if you want to see your cards, you can, I recommend, okay, if you want to see your cards, you can do that, but I recommend that you look it up uh, after listening to the episode because I think it's part of the surprise and part of the experience to get the uh, surprise of what cards come through throughout the reading but just head over to my instagram which is also neptunian serenity and um look through the highlight on my profile called podcast and you should find it there if you can't find it just um feel free to dm me and i'll probably be able to find it for you but um yeah all right so great just taking the first sip of my tea when we're about to spill the tea <laughs> I think that's this that I think that's not supposed to be cool anymore that phrase but I've always liked it that is something about me like I do mostly follow the slang because you know I am I am young. I'm supposed to be part of the people who know who know what's up and what's cool to say and what's not cool. Um, but the thing about me is when I find a piece of slang that I really enjoy, I don't want to let go of it. And sometimes people don't really say it anymore. And my friends are like, "Hey, people don't say that anymore." And I'm like, "Oh," and I get so sad. And then I'm like, "No, I'm I'm gonna still gonna keep using it because I like it." If you also say spill the tea, I love you. And no, you're not weird. Totally okay. We're going to spill the tea today. Um, don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> let's just get into the reading. Okay, let's just go. I am shuffling the cards as you can hear right now. This is the prison tarot. And I feel called to 
I don't have like a planned um structure for this reading because you know this is a I've done it I've had some before with other series uh for example like the devotion series that I did for Capricorn season that was really like aligned but then I I thought about if I wanted to do that this time and I was like well no obviously because it's a freaking chaos reading like obviously I don't need a freaking structure to do this and it's going to be much better if I don't have a structure Okay, so what I'm doing here is I want to pull three cards. We already have two now. Asking, with what archetypes are we working with for Leo right now? That's what I feel called to, what I feel called to ask for you to start your reading. Okay, I see you. What is that? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, the tarot deck doesn't have the names written on them, and for a second I was confused. Okay, at the bottom of the deck, you have the full in reverse, but we're only going to mention that quickly. We're not really going to care for it. I'm going to put the deck face down and all. Your three cards here. The first card that came out is actually the lovers. Ooh, I knew there was going to be at least one major arcana here coming through with me asking for only three cards and asking for archetypes. We have the lovers here, which is linked to... The sign of Gemini. Um, and we're talking about archetypes here, not people. Thank you very much. That includes when I mention zodiac signs, except when I call you Leo because you're here because you're Leo. But anyway, we have the lover's card. We have the ace of swords in reverse and we have the six of wands in reverse. And the six of wands is connected to Jupiter and Leo. Um, okay, interesting. Hmm... Actually, do I want to get more cards here? I don't know. I kind of thought I would get all three major arcana, so that, that that's what I wanted or what I intended on. So, let's see. Can we get another major arcana? Is that a major arcana? It is! Yay! <laughs> and another one? Do you want to give me another one? That's not Major Arcana. Let's try one last time, and if it doesn't come out, I'll just... I'll accept my defeat for now. Major Arcana, please. What Major Arcana can express what Leo's going through right now, and how the key energy of chaos is showing up in their life? Haha. <laughs> okay, I have a special card, which I think is Major Arcana, so we're going to keep that. Okay. My spread is uneven. Are you a perfectionist? What's going on here? Or do you sometimes do stuff and then you like doubt yourself and redo it? I mean, I'm not redoing it, but the fact that I pulled some cards and I was like, okay, I'm good. And I was like, actually, no, I need more or I need to like rectify this was a bit weird. I'm wondering if you're in a relationship where you're trying to fix the other person or change the other person instead of focusing on yourself. Because that could be something that's happening here. Um, so, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention. The other cards you got were the Tower in Reverse, the Princess of Pentacles, the the Prism, which is the special card in this deck, and the, oh, what is that? I think that's the King. King of Cups. Um, 
yeah, what's going on here? I feel like... I feel like you've been doing a lot of things and not spending a lot of time alone with your own consciousness. Yes, that can be meditation, but there's many different ways to listen to oneself, listen to your higher self, listen to your soul, be, uh, you know, practice mindfulness. There's many different ways to do that. It's not always about, like, just sitting down in the lotus position and meditating. Um, the silence in the background of this podcast might even bother you. Because <laughs> I keep thinking about that. And that's not something I usually think about. I'm in the same setting that I always am um, in. Yeah, I feel like you're super focused on somebody else instead of being focused on yourself. And I am going to pull one last card because my, my spread is uneven. And I want another one. Not a thousand. One other one, please. Thank you. Oh, well, this card, I never fucking know if it's in reverse or not. Because it, it looks like it, it looks exactly the same, almost upright and reversed. The bottom of the deck, you have the Four of Wands, which I, I very rarely see in this deck, so that's interesting. But the card that you got is the Ace of Pentacles. And I'm always confused in this deck, because as I told you, I mean, if you see your cards, you're going to know what I mean, but there's no, it's not written, the name of the cards, and there's there's literally nothing written on this Ace of Pentacles card, and it looks pretty much the same, upright and reversed. Yeah, so you're confused too about what's going on. Because the thing is, we have cards here. You know, the central energy is like the lover's card here. Clarified by the princess of... Um, <laughs> I was going to say... I was going to say the princess of Transformers. Because I think in, the, in this deck, they're called both princesses and Transformers. So that's what my... It, of pentacles. Anyway. And then you have a bunch of cards in reverse... Oh, that could be, the two court cards could be you and your person. Yeah, Prince of Pentacles and then King of Cups. Um, That's not gendered, by the way, but that could be the two energies here. Um, Because you have some cards here, you know, that show great love. And at the same time, you have a lot of cards that show blocked energy. And not speaking your mind feeling like you're in a rut or you're losing or you're failing in this relationship or this relationship is failing at least not winning the way you want it to it's not moving at the same time we are avoiding catastrophes like are you walking on eggshells around this person what what's going on here what the fuck <laughs> this is a strange um I was going to say pile. This is not a pick a pile. This is a strange spread. And I'm struggling to understand what's the heart of the matter here. Um, I did say in the intro, this reading is not about how chaotic you are, but I think that you do feel chaotic uh, around this time. So yeah, we're going to address that too. That's, it's just that there's more than that to the reading. Because since the intention for this reading is a chaos reading, this is how the energy of chaos is showing up within your life right now, essentially. And it is chaotic for once. It's not always, but it is chaotic because you're struggling to work with it. 
I think it, this could be something like you're in a relationship and every single time you're you're like over in a, well, I'm even struggling to speak. Um you're hyper vigilant. So you're you spend so much time and energy focusing on them, checking their reactions, checking their emotions, checking their mood. And if there's one little um indication that they're like distressed or that they're angry or that they're upset or that they're just anything else but content and calm and happy you retract into your into your shell is what i'm hearing and you are like abort mission abort mission abort mission whatever that means like that you know that can mean as in um i don't know it's like you're really trying to manage them. And I'm not sure if that's actually, like, the point. Because, you know, these kinds of hypervigilant patterns don't just... No one is born with them, right? And typically they happen and someone develops them as defense mechanism or survival mechanism in uh, situations of unhealthy relationships unhealthy attachments whether that's with parents or romantic stuff when you're older or something else uh can even be something that develops through if someone has been through abuse which that could be the case if so i'm sorry but i kind of feel like you've had relationships before where you needed to be hyper vigilant to be safe but now you don't need to do that anymore I'm not getting like big red flags about your current partner. If you're not in a relationship, I don't think this reading is for you. Okay, like check your other signs. Or this is about like someone who is like a super close friend and you live together and you see each other every day and you consider each other like a freaking life partner even though you're not romantically involved. Something like that. But this, you know, if it's if you're not in those situations, like this reading is not for you, I believe. Please listen to your other signs, sun, moon, rising. They could resonate with you more. Um, but I'm really going to read this as like a romantic relationship because that's like 90% of you right now. Um, I'm not getting cute, any huge red flags about this person. So you're, yeah, it's your nervous system that's struggling to regulate itself and calm down. And it's easier and more natural for you to focus on the other person to a fault, right? Like focus on them too much that you're not even focusing on you and your own well-being and your own dreams and your own work um and that creates a lot of confusion and a lot of like arguments or just moments where maybe not even arguments but just a lot of misunderstandings because i think your partner doesn't understand what you're doing or why you're doing what you're doing it's like yeah you can't relax around this person even though you love them and even though they haven't really given you sometimes haven't really given you reasons to not be able to relax in their presence it's like for example and i do think that you live together which makes this even harder because you're around them all the time for example you spend the afternoon like in like the living room either working on something or just doing personal projects and you're sitting on across the room from each other or even on the same couch but even across the room from each other like you're, like your partner is focused on what they're doing on the computer or reading a book or whatever it is that they're doing and you know you're not talking but then and you're kind of supposed to be doing the same but you're 
you when they, when they're there you can't focus on what you're working on you keep just looking at them you keep being like hyper aware of any little movements that they do any sounds if they even sigh just one once you're like are you okay what's going on and they're like what like oh i didn't even notice i was doing that like and then at the end of the day you're like fuck i didn't progress at all in my work like and you did and then you're upset or your partner's like why didn't you do much work like what's going on like that you don't understand it's like well you you were working all afternoon and it's hard for you to explain what's happening um some of you don't even realize that this is the the core of the issue some of you know some of you are a bit more self-aware about your own patterns but i think it's hard for you to put it into words and i think that you're ashamed of it um and you don't have to be ashamed of it it is true that it's not something that this is as um i don't know glamorous to say out loud or you feel like it doesn't make you you know it's it's something you struggle with right it's part of your shadow it's not something that we want to put out into the world the way that we do with our light side which are the things that we perceive about ourselves to be positive and to that will be celebrated if we share them so you don't really open up to your partner and i it's starting to create emotional distance between you because this has been going on for too long and you're not able to communicate this with each other and you are kind of struggling with this alone and not really knowing how to like i think you haven't really gone to therapy or if you have it's with someone who hasn't really helped you out very much does hasn't really understood you or you went a long time ago and now you haven't gone in many years or something but it's like you need to find new healthy coping mechanism you need to learn how to regulate your own nervous system you need to learn to communicate to your partner that these are defense mechanisms and why you feel the need to and why you feel like these are like um something that you automatically do even if the there's maybe no reason to do that with them it's like there's a need for communication here and that is a two two people job okay like for some of you like that's the thing focusing on them and being hyper vigilant is a like occupies your mind so much that it lets you escape the accountability that you have in creating a better life for yourself now. Let me explain what I mean by that a little bit more. Right now, you are not in danger anymore. Okay, you are not unsafe anymore. But you don't know how to make your mind and your heart and your body understand that. So you have to do this work. You have to start healing. You have to start regulating yourself. You have to start observing yourself. That is work that you have to do. And yes, your partner could help you, but mostly that is work that you have to do. But convincing yourself that you need to keep being in hypervigilance and always focus on your partner instead of on yourself allows you to pretend that you don't have work to do on yourself and you don't have the responsibility to make this um better between you two and that this is just about them when it's really not okay so do not project your anger and your resentment and your frustration of the situation on them because it has nothing to do with them it's not your fault either 
but it is within your power to change it. So you need to be responsible about it, be accountable for it. And yes, it is absolutely unfair that you have to deal with these things, perhaps because of past trauma. It was never your fault. And it is true that it's easier for people who haven't gone through what you've gone through to be in relationships. And that, that really fucking sucks. That's unfair. That, that is absolutely true. And at the same time, there's nothing we can do about it. The best thing you can do about it is just make the radical decision that you want to put in the work and the efforts so that you can learn to allow yourself to relax and to be loved the way that you deserve and the way that I think your partner wants to do. Your partner might even tell you sometimes that they feel distant from you that they feel it it's hard to communicate with you or connect with you and that really upsets you that really triggers you i think um there's a lack of emotional intimacy and this is worsening with time the more because this is like a big blockage okay so i'm really glad that you're here i'm really glad that we're pulling this this message for you today because i think this is really going to help you because Something needs to happen in this like mess that like switches the energy. And I think this is gonna be that, this reading. And this is so, 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 so on brand for a chaos reading, because that's also what it is. Like the divine energy of chaos. Sometimes we need chaos and we need change and we need something to happen abruptly to like switch the energy when we are stuck in a stagnant energy that doesn't uh, serve us and that's absolutely your case right now okay so we're gonna pull more cards for you now and move forward a bit so now i'm gonna use a different deck i'm using i'm gonna use the weaver tarot rose gold edition well i think it's just rose edition but it's rose gold and we're going to ask what I like about this uh, deck. Well, many things. But one thing I feel is like relevant to tell you about is that it's called a Weaver Tarot. And I think that that is in the sense that uh, to recognize the fact that we are co-creators with the universe. And we can, um, we are the weaver of our own fates. Okay, literally the company is called Threads of Fates. So I think that is their concept. And I like that because it's an acknowledgement that there are some things that we cannot control. There are some things that may be predestined, but we can, and we do have free will over that, and we need to reclaim more personal power within our, our existence. And that's what you need to do. You need to stop pretending that you have no power over this situation, because you do. Maybe you didn't have any power in, in the past, but now you do. So what are you going to do with it? Just self-pity and convince yourself that you'll never have a good relationship because you don't want to do the work? No. Spirit is not going to let that happen and that's exactly why you've been guided to me here. <laughs> okay, so what does Leo need to do here? Because they need to do some stuff. What does Leo need to do to get out of this rut? Yeah, see how many cards did you hear? How many cards came out when I said that? And these cards are all in reverse. This is a lot. Okay. So, all the cards that I pulled now are in reverse. We have the Nine of Coins in reverse at the bottom of the deck. I'm not even going to say in reverse because they all are. Okay. We have the Seeker of Swords, the Seeker of Coins. Interesting. The Nine of Swords, the Three of Cups, and the Ace of Cups. Um, 
The fact that they're all in reverse really tells me that you need a change of perspective, okay? You need a change of perspective. And what is that change of perspective that needs to happen? Yeah, we're going to pull more cards, actually, with the... Um, what is that with the spirit animal oracle what is that change of perspective that leo needs to have and also enact in their own life oh my god <laughs> what the hell is going on oh my gosh this is wild this is chaos energy i told you where's the card it fell on the floor there you go <sighs> give me a second chaos energy like that just happened fell on the floor like a completely wild spirit and then right after that i noticed when i was holding the deck in my hand that there is a card that is like on the wrong side so obviously that means i need to pick it out and i'm like shocked like that never happens in my deck. So okay, like I was like, is am I seeing something? Like some color peeking out? Like, yeah. What is a change of perspective that Leo needs to enact in their own life and process? Yeah, this one. Okay, interesting. We have two cards that are in reverse and two cards upright. And the reverse cards here don't mean that it's the opposite um, message to what's on the card. Okay, please like keep that in mind. At the bottom of the deck, we have the Groundhog Spirit in reverse with Time to Let Go. It was Groundhog Day super recently. I don't even know what happened. I just know it was the day. So, okay. Anyway. So I believe in this deck, the animal, the spirit animal oracle here, when the cards are in reverse in the booklet, it's a protection message. Let me check. Yes. And when it's upright, it's an oracle message. Okay. So your cards in protection message position. First of all, you have the moth spirit with surrender now, number 39. This is a card that fell on the floor. The moth on the card is yellow and the background is a bright red, which is quite striking. And then you have number 48, Porcupine Spirit, Time for Beginner Mind, okay? And then upright, you have number 59, the Starfish Spirits, open to infinite possibility. And you have number 54, the Skunk Spirit, Know Your Worth. And this Know Your Worth card is the one that was peeking out of the deck and that I picked out for you. Okay, so, so very, very, very interesting. I want to read from the booklet um, the messages of the cards in reverse here, the, the protection messages. So let's start with the Porcupine Spirit with Time for Beginner Mind. <clears throat> Are you feeling prickly and defensive lately and assuming you will be hurt before you have seen any sign that such a reaction is called for? Perhaps an old sense of guilt and shame is causing you to be cynical and wary when you are meant to be open and curious. Self-protection is a good thing, but you may be protecting yourself from something that will not actually harm you, but instead will bring you abundance, happiness, and love. Remember your innocence and you will see what you have been overlooking. 
Porcupine quills are filled with air, allowing a porcupine to float in water. Now is the time to let your innocent nature keep you buoyant. Okay. <laughs> is that not exactly what we've been talking about? Is that not exactly what we've been saying? Come on now. Look at me. <laughs> I'm such a great reader. Okay, I'm sorry, sorry. Um, I mean, this is the Leo freaking message, okay? You're really going to be upset at me for bragging? Um... I thought this was a safe space. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's circle back to you. Um, I mean, yeah, this is exactly what we've been talking about. Are you are you being overprotective? Because the thing is that you don't realize is, and I think that it has something to do with, I do think that if you've been abused before or in really unhealthy relationships before, I think that you haven't really told your current partner the extent of what you've been through and that's okay that's understandable but the thing is they can't empathize with you and really put in the work to love you the way that you need and comfort you and reassure you in the way that you need and would want if they don't know and i think that you've been with this person for many months at least and this is you know obviously the your trauma doesn't, it's not something you say on the third date, but if you're like, you know, it's been a long time, I, I think you you guys live together, like, you're, you're running into a wall if you don't dare to open up, but I think that you're ashamed of what happened. I think that you, you know, it's an ugly part of your past and you wish you could just forget it. So you'd rather not talk about it most of the time. That's very understandable. But the thing is, you're hiding. You're hiding. And to be loved is to be seen. There you go. You're welcome and I'm sorry at the same time for letting you know that. To be loved is to be seen. You cannot decide to bypass vulnerability. And still feel emotional intimacy with this person. That's just not the case. So yes, if you want, I, I do think there's such great potential for this relationship to be like soulmate, le- soulmate level, okay? I think some of you already know that. You're, you're, very, you're highly doubtful of this connection, of this person. You give them worse intentions than what they really have. Out of you know, and that's a protective protection mechanism. That's understandable. But I think this is a pattern for you. I think that not just in relationships, but maybe before you've been offered jobs and then you start the job and it's really really great. You have a tendency to self sabotage when things seem too good to be true, and that's something that you don't realize because every time you convince yourself that that the person or the job is against you and will hurt you. And you have such a distorted perspective of them because you convince yourself of this so much that you're, you've been able to convince yourself that every time you've escaped, quote unquote, you've been protecting yourself when actually what you were doing was self-sabotage of something that could bring you abundance, happiness, and love, like it says in the booklet. And this person is really special. This person has the capacity to be open emotionally, receive you, see you, it's if you tell them more about your trauma it's not going to scare them away they're going to be really glad that you told them and they're really going to honor your feelings and your past but you need to do it 
if you want to invest in this relationship, if you want to have this kind of love, if you want this relationship to keep going, you have to open up. And you'll do it in your own way. You don't have to say everything at once. You can choose the way that you do it. You can choose the context and the time. And at the end of the day, this reading is not about telling you what to do or what not to do. But this is spirit saying, like, now there, you're in a rut. There's issues going on. And if, if you don't change your pattern, you're going to once again keep yourself closed. Give, give the partner bad intentions. Convince yourself that you need to protect yourself. To the point where there's going to be such emotional distance that it just ends. The relationship ends. Or you just create a conflict that was never meant to be created. And then you're like, that's it, I'm going. That's the proof that I needed to see that I wasn't safe here. But this is all of your own creation. And you need to forgive yourself for that, okay? And you, you really need to... Just see how fucking lovable you are. Like, you know, I'm looking at this the skunk spirit, know your worth. When There's a lot of pink in this card. It's very sweet, very cute, which I wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't think that you would say that for a skunk. But that's what it is. Maybe I think that you, and once again, low self-esteem is also something that tends to happen to people who have been abused before or been through, like, relationship trauma. Because often if someone is abusive, they will try to convince you like that's, I'm treating you what you're worth. Or you're making me treat you like this because you're not good enough, which is just fucking bullshit. It's not true at all. It only reflects their own ugliness and their own shadow that they don't know how to deal with. So they're just projecting onto you and hurt you and do things that are really unfair and not okay. You never deserved whatever happened to you. Okay, you need to hear that. You never deserve that. You never did anything to cause that. You never did anything to cause that. It was never your fault. You never deserved it. It was never supposed to happen. But it did. And that's what fucking sucks. It did because this other person chose to act on their ugliest side instead of go within and deal with it and heal it deal with it in a healthier way that's all the violence that's how all the violence in the world happens so obviously we cannot change the fact that this happened but we can change what happens in the future we can change what happens now so are you ready to open yourself to infinite possibility i think that because of what's happened in the past and your defense and coping mechanisms you have very, very narrow, you have a very rigid mindset, you have very narrow, you don't have, you're not able to have broad imagination. It's like you're thinking, what could happen in this situation? This or that? And you're convinced it's only those two options when actually there's like a million different ways that this could unfold. And you need to open yourself up to that. You need to open yourself up to the unknown because it's not true that you're safer and your rigidity and in the um, options that you can foresee. It's not true. You can find so much abundance, peace, and love outside of your assumptions and into the unknown. Even though it may feel scarier at first, that's really what this is about. 
Ooh, okay, wow, what a powerful message we have tonight for you. I'm really happy to be doing this. Let's now read the projection message for the moth spirit, Surrender Now. Again, that's the freaking card that tried to escape <laughs> by falling on the floor. Let's see what it has to say to you. Moth spirit can be intense, and honesty about your own compulsive tendencies is needed right now. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, okay, sorry. It is too easy to switch from one addiction to another. Distracting yourself from the discomfort of uncertainty and the thoughts and emotions that arise when you aren't single-mindedly pursuing a goal. Moth spirit calls to you to practice moderation in all things and recognize when you when think you are what when think you are headed toward the light, but are really heading into a fire that will cause burnout. Why are you so resistant to letting up? Could you be avoiding difficult emotions you need to feel and release? Now is the time to do a fearless inventory so that your addictive tendencies can be toned down and rechanneled into enthusiastic activity and moderation. You are not a machine. Listen to Moth Spirit's message that a change is needed to support your well-being. Maybe deep down you know you have become too attached to something or someone. Let go of your need to control the outcome and allow yourself to remember the many ways you want to channel your energy. To relationships, to work, to giving, to others, to self-care and to all the other pursuits you value. Okay, great. <sighs> yeah, it's interesting because I pulled out, another deck I pulled out for you today that we're gonna use a bit later is, the, is, is a self-care um, deck. So very interesting. <sighs> so now that we, these animal cards are also representing what kind of change of perspective you need to have. So that was really interesting and really validating what we've been saying already. So now with these, you know, few tarot cards here from the Weaver Tarot that I pulled and didn't really talk about much, that were all in reverse, you remember those? Now I feel called to, I think that we can put them upright to unblock them and actually consider them because I think this is energy that you can access or you need to access by after you've changed your perspective. So as a reminder, Seeker of Swords, this is the page, okay? Seeker of Swords, Seeker of Coins, Nine of Swords, the Three of Cups, and the Ace of Cups. You need to become best friends with this person, your partner. You need to become best friends with them. Because I think that with your best friends, I think that you have quite healthy friendships, actually. It's really in the domain of romantic relationships that you struggle most. And this is like something that I, I invite you to be curious about. If you ask yourself what would happen or what, how, what would change if I considered my partner my best friend or if I tried to bond with them the way that I bond with new friends. Because I think that you may have a big separation in your mind between platonic relationships and romantic ones. You give them very specific roles and you keep them very... There's a... Oh my god. Compared to... Wah! I always struggle with this fucking word. ah, Compartmentalizing? There you go. You do that a lot with your relationships. Sorry. Um, You do that a lot. And so romantic relationships do this. Romantic partners do this. We 
I go with my romantic partner to this, this kind of event, and I go with my best friend to this, this kind of event, that kind of thing. And you also need to kind of lose that rigidity and find more fluidity within that. Um, some of you just also separate your friendships and your relationships a lot in the sense that you never really hang out or in the past you've never really hung out usually with both your partner and your friend it's like either i go out on a date with my partner and we're alone or or maybe sometimes to like family reunions but that's like once a year or i go out for i'm hearing brunch <laughs> maybe i like to go out for brunch with your besties or i go out for brunch or something else with my besties and that is like girls time or boys time or you know you may have friends of many different genders just it's um pal's time, buddy's time, whatever. And that's very, very different. And, you know, yes, there is like the usual, um, I introduce my uh, partner to my friends thing, but that's like once or twice, you know, they don't need to know them more than that. And um, actually, that's not true. Like, what? I, I want you to hang out with both. I want you to try that. Try to maybe organize something at your place, like a fun little dinner, and invite your friends and your partner who probably lives there, right? Invite both of them and see how it goes and try to have conversation with them all together. I think it's going to be uncomfortable for you to mix up both of those sides of your life, but I think it's going to be helpful. Um, yeah. Because it's not true that you don't know how to build and maintain a healthy bond because you've done it in your friendships. It's not completely different with a romantic partner. To you it is because of the past trauma that you've been through, which I think was in a romantic setting or maybe with like your parents. Um, I think with your friendships you've mostly been good and you have found soulmate-like friends that bring you a lot of happiness with this Three of Cups. And it's like, imagine if you could feel and experience that kind of bonding, that kind of happiness, that kind of stability, that kind of love, that kind of loyalty, that kind of devotion with your romantic partner, because you can. And that's where you're headed. If you do this work, if you accept the quote unquote challenge of learning to open yourself up to love and open, opening yourself up to this person's love, your partner's love, because they already have a bunch of love for you. And you can't always feel it. They can't always give it to you because you don't let them. So you also have to understand this. Sometimes when you're like, I don't feel loved by you. It's like, well, you don't allow yourself to open up open up enough that you feel it. Or that you are able to receive it. Because they are absolutely trying to give it to you with this Ace of Cups. And I think that your partner feels sad right now. I don't think they tell you this, but I think they feel sad because they feel like you're treating them like any other partner that you've had before when they feel like what you have together is really special and could be so much more. Like, they feel like we're not just, you know, boyfriend and boyfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend and girlfriend, or whatever. We're not just, like, a fling. We're not just someone that you're going to date for a year and then forget about and date someone new. Like, we can be each other's person for the rest of our lives. Um, I think that they would... I think that they would love to propose to you, actually. But I don't think that they would... You know, they can sense... They don't really know what's going on, but they can sense that there's something weird going on in the energy and that you're not really... You don't seem... They're interpreting the way that you're retracting as you not being as interested in them as you are... As they are in you. And they think that you don't love them as much as they love you. Which I think is not exactly the case. But this is how they're feeling. This is how they're interpreting this. So they don't 
freak out. They're not going to propose until they're, they're sh- until you guys kind of overcome this challenge and they're sure that you're on the same page and things are a bit more free-flowing and harmonious between you. But I think they would love to do that. I think that they see you as like spouse material. And the, the one of the problems is that you don't see yourself. You don't believe that anyone would see you as spouse material because you don't have good self-esteem. There's a part of you that cannot even fathom how much this person loves you. So you convince yourself that they're lying or that they don't love you that much. They're not. They're not. For some of you, I'm getting that your partner is also just very, very romantic and kind of cheesy. (laughs) And you're kind of like, what the hell is wrong with them? Or you're kind of like um, astounded sometimes with the way that they want to show their love and it feels very natural for them. You're like, how can it be so easy for them? Or, Or... you're thinking like, oh, they must be lying and trying to manipulate me because it seems way too easy for them. And it's really not. Like, they really have pure intentions. They really just have a big heart and love you a lot. And obviously, they haven't been through the kind of trauma that you've been through. So for them, it's much easier to open their heart. And yes, that is also something that's frustrating. But I think they could really, really, really help you if you opened up to them and you said like, hey, I'm just really scared. I have a lot of issues. I have a lot of trauma. I have a lot of coping mechanisms. I have tendencies to self-sabotage and protect myself. I don't believe I can be loved this much, but I want to try to make it work. I do love you. Because they're so devoted to you. And they have a big heart. I think that they're quite emotionally intelligent as well. Or self-aware. Which is why, like, I did, I think I did say that earlier. I think when you open up to them, if you do, I don't think they're going to be freaked out. It might kind of hit them, because if, you know, it's a lot, and... It's going to make them sad to see how much you, someone that they love, has gone through. Stuff that is so unfair and violent and not okay. Yes, they might cry. Something like this, right? It might be painful for them to hear it, but it's worth it. It's really worth it. I feel called to read from the booklet this um, Seeker of Swords card here. So this one in particular, which is interesting, I don't know why, but let's see what it says. Okay, intellect and curiosity. The Seeker of Swords brings a lot of energy. They are curious, excited, and quick-witted. They are exceptionally intelligent and often have insights beyond their years. The Seeker of Swords knows how smart they are and are quick to share their thoughts with those around them. There's a lot of iconoclast energy here. They have great ideas, but more importantly, they have the boldness to challenge the status quo. The Seeker of Swords encourages us to go forth and make things happen. It is a beginning filled with raw passionate energy and that provides the momentum. You may reach a point where you are unsure how to do something or don't have the specific know-how needed to do it yourself. That's okay. Find someone who can. Now is the perfect time to rely on community and experts, though sometimes the seeker of swords thinks they are above that. Allow yourself to have big goals. Create a vision board and let yourself dream. You are in a mental state that is ripe for solving problems and new insights. Even if you're not actively working on anything, Consider journaling, as it is important that you keep a record of what is coming up for you right now. Yeah, okay. Um, you, you definitely need to kind of ask for help and go see like some experts about this, either a therapist or 
someone you know who knows who's able to help you maybe even like couples therapy could be helpful because i think your partner would love to be involved in your process if you you know if you want them to be um they're going to respect your boundaries too but it's like they're going to check on you like if you open up to them and you're like this thing like i don't know that you do like really freaks me out because in the past like my partner would like my ex my ex would like freak out on me when i did this or something and throughout the day when you tell them that they're gonna make sure that they don't do it anymore or if you seem to be a bit like dissociated they're gonna be like hey babe are you okay i'm here like i'm not mad at you it's okay like you know they're really gonna check in on you in the just most cute way yeah i swear like oh they love you so much please let them love you bye like uh leo um <laughs> okay and it's okay to be anxious about this and this is not about fixing i do think this is you know focusing on healing this pattern is going to alleviate your anxieties but there's some of them that's always going to stay and that's okay it's annoying to think about but it's okay if some anxieties never fully go away that's part of the process you don't need to be fixed because there's nothing wrong or broken about you you just need to heal enough and connect your body and your soul enough and learn to trust yourself enough that you're like i can allow myself to relax here and be loved by this person who really wants to love me who really already does love me okay so i'm gonna pull a few cards um now from the sacred self-care oracle for you and i'm not gonna include those in the in the spread i mean i don't know yet but um on the picture but these are very straightforward um, activities or actions that you can take to help regulate yourself, okay? So <laughs> we have make a vision board, number 33. So again, um, very, very double confirmation here. We have ground yourself at the bottom of the deck. We have energy work number 22. We, oh my God, what? <laughs> Your three cards on this side of the spread are all like master numbers. You have 11, 22, and 33. I'm not kidding. What the hell? Number 11, connect with crystals. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then you also have number 45, sing. And number 30, look for fairies. Hmm, that's a very fun one. You definitely, there's definitely something here with, um, you allow yourself to let your imagination go through and go back to your, your inner child, which had a sense of wonder to, to them. If you were really into, like, fantasy stuff when you were younger, um, fairies, it's time to go back to that. I'm gonna read for that card only, the look for fairies one. I'm gonna look I'm going to read the message from the booklet to help you understand what this means. The mantra of this card is what I believe I see appear before me. It says, keep your eyes and ears open for evidence of fairies and other ethereal beings. Remember, they're genuinely all around you, brimming with creative ideas and guidance to help you on your journey. You just have to tune in to their presence. But first, you have to believe that they exist. 
Whatever we focus on and put energy toward will shape our life experience. The magic surrounding us can typically be seen only by those who are in a state of joy, looking at the world through the eyes of a child and open to infinite possibilities. Oh my god. Are you serious right now? On the starfish card, it, it says open to infinite possibility. Are you kidding me? And these decks are not made by the same person. It's literally the exact same thing. Open to, also I was saying the eyes of a child, that's kind of what it is. Open to infinite possibilities. Holy shit. Okay, we're going to read the starfish message after that because we have to. Oh my god. Oh, soften your gaze when you are outside in nature and keep aware of what you spy in your peripheral vision. You may just see fairies playing in the sunshine and by flowing water. If you whisper to them from within, they'll often whisper back with a cheeky little remark. Be kind and respectful to them and they won't toy with you too much. And the journal prompt is, how do you think you can connect more with your childlike sense of wonder and keep open to life's infinite potential? Feel free to ponder upon that if you'd like to. It could be a fun um, um, activity for you to journal on that or just think about that further. But that's um, up to you. <sighs> wow. Okay. Love that. Yeah, I think this whole sense of wonder, inner child, focusing on the magic, I think is also telling you like if you only focus or think about what could happen in, in a catastrophic sense, like if you're only thinking about how this could go wrong, if you're focusing on looking for the bad, you're going to find the bad. You're going to think about all the wrong things that could happen. If you focus on what could be magical, what could be beautiful, what could be joyful, what could happen here and go right, what kind of blessings or miracles could happen, you're going to start seeing those too. If you consume a lot of news that are very fear-mongering or very catastrophic, even though they're true, um, I encourage you to also start con try to start consuming stuff um, where like content that's about good news and good actions that people are doing to remind yourself to hold that balance and not just lose yourself in the doom and gloom part of humanity because there's also just beautiful, wonderful stuff. There's beautiful, wonderful humans doing beautiful, wonderful things even today even though sometimes it feels hopeless and really dark. There's light in this world, there's beautiful stuff in this world. And there's many people doing many beautiful things still, okay? So you may need to remind yourself of that. Um, we're going to read the two other animal spirit messages for the end of your reading that we didn't read earlier. So we're going to start with the skunk spirit, know your worth, and we're going to end with the starfish spirit after that, okay? So skunk spirit number 54, know your worth. What do you value? What do you believe in? Is your best, most authentic cell phone display? Skunk spirit comes as a reminder that you can be proud of who you are and what you have accomplished. Know your worth. Not everyone will agree with you or share your values, but you can walk with your head high, knowing that when you express your integrity, others can feel your authenticity and will be inspired by it. Be who you are, and if your reputation precedes you, good! You have much to be proud of, and Skunk Spirit wants you to be your best self, the true you. Okay, wonderful. And lastly, let's read the message of the Starfish Spirit, number 59, open to infinite possibility. Stretched out on the beach, the starfish opens fully to the rays of the sun, to the power of potential. As you look out toward the horizon, do you open up to infinite possibility? 
Spirit is the source of opportunities beyond your wildest, wildest imagination and ensures endless possibilities are available. At this time, starfish spirit urges you to stretch past the limits of your everyday perce perception and comfort zone to dream of bigger things and imagine with even greater hope and faith, for miraculous potential is shining down on you. Feel it, bask in it, and open yourself to be filled with inspiration. This is a very fortunate sign that starfish spirit has come to remind you of your infinite potential. Great. I really feel like this is saying that nothing is set in stone when it comes to your relationship and anything else in your life currently. It's not true that you are for 100% certainty heading towards one outcome or even one or two outcomes. There's so many different possibilities. Nothing is set in stone and you are a co-creator with the universe. You are co-driving the car of your own existence, so to say. Okay, and I think with this vision board card that we also talked about, do a vision board of what, what your absolute dream relationship would be like. Like you, like, because the thing is, like, you get to have your Disney princess, like, romance, if that's what you want, or whatever your ideal is. I'm seeing that for some of you, you've always wanted the, like, fairy tale uh, wedding day, and Spirit is saying, like, start making a vision board. Like, look up dresses, look up flowers, and do a vision board of that and allow yourself to dream that maybe this could happen, that maybe you're worth it, maybe you deserve it, maybe you do have someone who will love you so much that they would love to have this fairy tale wedding with you and celebrate your love together in that way. Okay, and let that hope and that sense of wonder and that love just fill you up, and that's going to help you on your journey as well. Okay, so Leo, I'm going to leave the reading here. That's all I was seeing getting for, me, for you today. I This was such a beautiful message and I feel so, you know, this feels like so sacred. I feel really honored to uh, have been able to get this message for you. And uh, I really, really hope that it was helpful and insightful. Because, um, yeah, I think, you know, if it reaches the people it's meant to reach, I think it's going to be really helpful. So I'm really glad that you were here, that I got to do this message for you. If you want to let me know how this reading resonated, you can um, answer the uh, question that I leave on the podcast episode. But if you want to tell, talk about this to me in private, you can always contact me by email or Instagram DM. I'm the only one reading them. If you'd like to do that, if you'd like to discuss, I love chatting with you all. If you uh, like to let me know your appreciation for this uh for this podcast, for this message, for the work that I do, you can follow the podcast for more. You can send me a tip as a thank you if you'd like to. Link in the description of the episode. You can leave the podcast a five stars review. That's really, really helpful for me. And it also will help more people find the podcast. If you think what I do will benefit more people, I encourage you to do that. Or to share the podcast with people that you already know and that you think might enjoy this. And... um. If you'd like to get more from me, follow the podcast because I'm going to keep on doing these monthly readings with new themes. I already have a bunch of content up, so feel free to like go check your other signs or the Leo messages in the past months. I also have a lot of older content on my YouTube, Neptunian Serenity, both astrology and tarot. So you can subscribe to me over there. Check that out over there to get more from me as well. To see your cards, head over to my Instagram as I with the given instructions earlier. And you can follow me over there as well to get more from me, more content, more updates, more of my energy, all of that stuff. Um, if you'd like to get even more from me and also to show me your appreciation for what I do, you can also subscribe to the podcast, okay? This is something you have set up. 
you can so every single month you're getting these 12 tarot readings for each zodiac signed for free and that will always remain free but if you'd like to get even more you can subscribe for 15 canadian dollars a month and get even more content and what you're getting in uh, addition to these free st stuff is at least one pick a pile every single month on a theme that you can request if you'd like okay so that's also something really cool a really cool perk of being a subscriber and um each pick a pile has three or four piles and the readings are just as long as this so if you subscribe you're getting for only 15 dollars a month you're getting up to three or four hours of extra content every month so in this month we did a pick a pile on who would you be or who are you in a different dimension it was really 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 cool had so much fun doing that and each pile was really different and really insightful and both entertaining and genuinely helpful to the people it will reach i am sure at once so the link to do that is down below if you'd like to work one-on-one -on -one with me either to uh, continue exploring this or to get um long-term or you know short-term support you know uh ongoing support as you navigate this i definitely think that i can help you with this okay check out my current offerings in the link in the description of the episode and uh fill that out if you'd like to book a session with me i would love to have you feel free to mention that you're coming from this reading and otherwise i'll let you go now okay this was your reading today this was me i hope that you um take care of yourself and that you uh, enjoy your relationship with this person because they're awesome but do what you want okay sending you so much love leo because you deserve it you're worth it and i'll see you next time bye